Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Crya. And a little later in the show, in the next segment, we're going to be joined by John Forrest Little, an amazing writer who is going scorched earth against the Silver Institute. And if you have followed the silver market at all for any amount of time, you need to listen to this. And if you're thinking about getting involved in the silver market, it is a must listen to understand what is happening in the silver market. So we are so excited about that interview coming up. In the meantime, Jerry, what a, what a crazy wild week in the market. We had the end of the RSP season, which was surprisingly very busy for us. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly was not expecting it. I usually approach the RSPs as, you know, people can put money into their RSPs all year. They can transfer money from a uh, current institution to, to we work with Questrade at any time of year, and we see that happen. But what was beautiful is we were able to get people to fund their accounts, get their contributions, get into the market, and then bang, March 1st, market starts moving up on us on, on Friday. Now, there's obviously the headlines what's happening, what is going on in the silver market and gold market that we're starting to see this bump up in, in prices? Yeah, this week that was was really flat up until today. We're recording, as you know, on, on Friday. So throughout the week, the big, the big uh, data piece was the U.S. GDP that came out um, on Wednesday, and that pointed to the upside that the economy is, uh, is growing but not as high as expectations um, but for the, if you go into that, you know, the GDP, for example, the figures that required 3.2 growth, which was $334 billion, it actually took $800 billion in debt to make all that. To, to make all that. So it was like $2.50 of debt to make a dollar of GDP. And that's what we, were, we, we received. People are digesting this because people today, are, they're no longer in the dark. They're getting the information. And this is why we exist, is to empower people with this information. And what we're, we have, that's why we have John Forrest Little coming on. Well, I mean, but now actually in Canada, we've got the government funding more money to the CBC to try to get more misinformation out there, right? That's, that's the problem. When the truth starts getting out, all you can do is start muddying the waters. Nothing you can do. But it's true with this GDP type of numbers, you, what they're going to highlight that there's an increase in GDP, but they're going to, they're going to not talk about what it took to get that. And it is part of a death, uh, a debt spiral um, a death debt loop because it's it just costs too much money to get these type of economic returns now it, you're no longer getting the returns for the money putting in it, absolutely and we're uh, we're also anticipating the repercussions of the Federal Reserve's ending the lifeline coming up next week the bank term funding program created for banks last year after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank it, it threatened to spark a wider financial crisis it was closing in and they had to release the hounds, release all of this money to keep the banking system. But that's ending March 11th. And this is probably the reason why we're seeing what happened today. Now, Christopher Wallen, Fed member, he spoke and he talked about reintroducing more QE because the economy is in tatters. I, I love, by the way, that it's not just one person who speaks for the Federal Reserve. No one used to speak. And now they have, They're they've quite got diversified. They got a whole speakers. football team <laughs> of, of people going out on mainstream news to talk and, and, and try to move the economy with it with hot air. And what they're hinting at, Waller is one. He's, he's definitely on the strategy of guys, we gotta, we gotta cut this out. 
We got to help the economy and we got to print. And that's what they want. They're hinting at a QE reverse twist, which will lower short term yields. This is why the yields dropping US dollar index drops. And as a result, gold and silver ending the week on a plus. We started the week for silver at 2250. We're ending at 2320. That's 3% higher. Gold up about 3% on the week, flat on the foreign exchange. And, uh, you know, we're looking towards a busy week next week. We have Bank of Canada. We have Powell testifying towards Congress next week with the Senate Banking Committee. So we have to follow what F- Fed Powell is going to say. Is he going to probably say a little bit of what he said on 60 Minutes, that we are on an un- unsustainable fiscal path? And that's exactly where the U.S. is headed, unsustainable what, fiscal did, path. Did you, see what, um, did you see what Warren Buffett was out saying this week? Because I, I was just thinking about him because, you know, we're talking about all these Fed members coming out to talk. And I remember the days when they'd wheel Buffett out if there was a crisis oh, yeah. to, to calm down the markets. But now he's throwing water on the markets. He's sitting there saying, do not expect big gains from Berkshire Hathaway for the next foreseeable future, uh, for the long foreseeable future. The good days are over. He's just throwing water at everything now. Wow. It's uh, pretty, pretty crazy to, to see that. Um, but the markets in, in gold and silver have been have been very interesting. I want to tell you very quick. Uh, I was listening to Vince Lancey. He was being interviewed, and uh, they were one guy was a technical guy, and he was saying the technical setup for gold and silver is as strong as it's ever been. It looks absolutely amazing. In fact, we just put this. Uh, uh, a post on X where they were showing the Elliott wave over a 220 year span of silver and the next wave is upon us and it's projecting up to up towards $600 an ounce. You know, that's pretty good if we're trading at 23 something um, an an ounce, but this Vince Lancey thing. So he was saying in the past they had uh, gold. What they want is they want a controlled rise in the price. They don't want things getting out of control. And in the past, going back to like 2004, 5, 6, they, they, present, they created the ETFs to cushion the volatility, right? To cushion people going into the physical, get them taking that off ramp and going into something that's a derivative. And so that would cushion the blow. He said, we don't have that now. Mm-hmm. Said so, you know the 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 product is leaving the comex, leaving the exchanges, and going going east, and we don't seem to have that anymore. And uh, it was very interesting to to note that as much as they want an organized rise in the price, they don't want to see chaos. It's going to be an orderly rise with a side of chaos here and there. It's at our doorstep, and yeah. we ha- we are getting into the. The imports now. We're looking back to China and India. This, these are the members of the of the notorious BRICS BRICS um, organization. In January, India imported 48 tons of gold, which is a rise of 354 percent year over year. Silver, January silver imports rose by 385 percent year over year to 710 tons. This is the, this is the third highest January total in our in the series from Metals Focus. So this is huge data coming out. This is physical ounces. This is not ETF. These are actual bullion bars, Jeremy. When we go into the imports of these countries, they're not buying the dust. They're not buying the byproduct. They're actually buying the finished industrial size 1,000 ounce bars. What do you take on that? This is an investment. At this well, point. my take on that is this is very interesting information when you get real world data of what's happening to the silver supplies 
and then wait till you hear what John Forrest Little has to say about the Silver Institute and their their records of what's happening in in the market. And you know, it doesn't seem like they they want to cough up the information per se. So um, they they come off as an official group, but listen to what John Forrest Little has to say about um, you know what we see happening in the world, like what you're talking about, but what the officials want to say about what's happening in the world. Absolutely. And we're going to get into that headline as well because uh, Fed Chair Powell, Jerome Powell, he was asked many questions by um, the Alex Mooney, who's a representative out of West Virginia. A couple weeks back, we talked about that, how he was questioning the Federal Reserve. Didn't get the answers until now. And these questions had to do with gold and the Federal Reserve's take on gold. On, this, on the evacuation of gold out of the U.S. So this is massive news, but this is more information. He doesn't want to reveal this information. Citizens today, unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, are no longer in the dark because the information is here. We have the information with us, and we're ready to share this with our listeners today. We'll revisit this about Jerome Powell after the interview because I want to find out what he said and uh, the impact that that could have on the markets. In the meantime, if you want to acquire physical precious metals, this is a great time. They are both undervalued. They are on the verge. Everyone, All these countries are buying it. Don't just look at the prices online and hope that you're going to learn something about the market. You have to look at the fundamentals, understand value. Gold and silver are real money, stores of value. They're not just currencies uh, that are whims. They are a physical store of value and have been for thousands of years. At this point, with all the inflation, with all the government uh, interference and all of these things, having zero counterparty risk and having something that stores value is an absolute must. It is a necessity. And right now, when every dollar counts, and we know that every dollar counts in this type of inflationary environment, you have to put your money into a place where it is going to be there in five years, in 10 years, and grow your purchasing power. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Coming up in the next segment, our interview with John Forrest Little. It's The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. It's crucial how you use your funds these days. We want you to be able to improve your purchasing power. And something that's very critical is this interview that you're about to hear with John Forrest Little talking about the silver supplies and in particular, the Silver Institute and their approach on this market. So without further ado, we'll pass it off to Jerry and this interview with John Forrest Little. All right, you're tuned into The Real Money Show on AM640. I am pumped for this interview. It has been one in the works for a while. As many of our viewers and listeners have tuned in over the last few months, would know that we have had a series on YouTube with John Forrest Little, and we're happy to have him on the show today. Really excited. For John Forrest Little, he graduated from the University of New Mexico, Poli Sci. He attended Georgetown University's Institute for Comparative Political and Economic Systems. John and economic anthropologist David Graeber have drawn economic references, inferences about the first minted coin used in Athens during the Peloponnesian Wars, where John formulated his precious metals warfare theory. John was also the first to put numbers to gold's embodied ener energy in his published research called Gold's Embodied Energy, the Law of Intricacy, Scarcity, Scarcity and Utility. Before working as a precious metals analyst, including ghostwriting for David Morgan, John worked in the clay mining industry for 15 plus years in marketing and promoting clay mining products in Mexico and 
the United States. Welcome to The Real Money Show. It's great to have you on, John. Hey, it's my real honor. I can't wait to go over. I got friends there with Jerry and Jeremy and new friends. So, And I will be in Canada next week, so I'll tell you where I'm at. Kind of. It's going to be okay. a secret. But Yeah, that's. Okay. I think are you going to be coming up for the PDAC show in Toronto? Correct. Correct. All right. All right. We'll uh, we'll have to come. You'll have to come visit us, John. For sure. We're gonna get uh, right. more deeply into this. So, um, re- re- really enjoying your recent work, especially how you've really ramped up the offensive versus the Silver Institute. When you began a few months ago, it seemed that you were in for a fight, but almost like you were willing to coexist with them. What has changed with your relationship with the Silver Institute? And talk, talk, talk to our listeners a little bit about, about your work at the Silver Academy. Okay, great question. Yeah. So the idea would be that they publish a world silver survey once a year. And I was so dissatisfied with the numbers and the categories that they were reporting on. And I had voiced those concerns to the uh, director, Mike DiRienzo. And so he said, why don't you come to New York and come to our annual dinner? Uh, yeah, that was a symposium. November 15th. Yeah, that's right. It's a November 15th. And of course, I decided, okay, I'm in Pittsburgh, they're in New York, so I attended it. So it wasn't until, and, and I guess the spirit going into that was maybe all precious metals people should work together since as a tribe, we would think that we're align have some alignment in terms of hating um, financial instruments that represent war. Or we've talked on your show, Jerry and Jeremy, that we call them, you know, tyr- instruments of tyranny. I call them war bonds. But once I attended the November fifteenth meeting and saw uh, they trotted out this clown um, that works for Metals Focus, I can't remember his name, and he probably spoke for over an hour, and nothing he said made sense based on, you saw my resume, that I was, you know, I've, I've been ghostwriting, studying silver and gold for years, but nothing that they said was adding up, so I had to start thinking skeptically, what are these guys really up to? And at that point, the more I dug around um, we started looking at the first big bombshell, I think was written in October, was just how much silver was used for the Manhattan Project, which was, if I can recall, this is just a huge number, everyone, 400,000 bars each at 1,000 pounds or 1,000 ounces each. I mean, can you imagine getting your hand? I've never owned a 1,000-ounce bar of anything, but imagine 400,000 of those. And then, so that was just for the Manhattan Project. And many people can say, well, John, that was just for a one-and-done project. But then the more you start going down the hole of seeing really silver's unique properties, given it's the best metal for conductivity, the best metal for reflectivity, the best metal for its thermal properties, the most ductile, the most malleable, and just go on down the list and all the things you would need in circuitry. And then really, if you want to just do a Google search, anyone right now listening, just do silver zinc batteries. And the manufacturer name is Eagle Pitcher. And I'm going to spell pitcher because it's not like a baseball 
pitch, you know, baseball, it's P-I-C-H-E-R. So it's like pincher without the N. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that they tout on their website that they've made over 80% of the batteries that NASA uses. But that's, that's just NASA. There's still Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, General Dynamics, the U.S. military, and then just think of Russia, China, Israel, South Korea, Japan, all the militaries of the world. And you've got to use a silver zinc battery because you've got to have severe weather endurance. You cannot put a lithium-ion battery in a, in a torpedo. You saw those videos maybe during the hurricanes in Florida where the Teslas were exploding. Mm -hmm. So lithium does not interact well with moisture. So silver, again, another property, it's corrosion-free. So because of its unique properties, the military's been raiding the silver since the Manhattan Project. And the smoking gun appeared in, uh, it's one of my articles called Silver Users Appear Before Congress. And John B. Stevens appears before the House uh, in testimony before Congress and says we can no longer use silver and they'd already taken it out of the quarters and dimes. And now they're saying, let's get it out of the half dollars and, and silver dollars. And he said in the article, we need it for the military. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, why won't the silver, if the Silver Institute would just come out and admit it, if you look at their template, it is absurd. They talk about like silver use in wood treatment, silver <laughs> use in dyes silver use in dental appliances, silver use in photography. Who's, when's the last time anyone's taken Kodak film to get processed at your Walgreens? Right. Well, it's almost like, thanks for the information, but really, who cares? And like, talk about the big elephant in the, in the room here, talking about the military. Right. And it's, so why not just come out and say, that it, and next to military is aerospace, um, you know, especially with satellites, space stations, rockets, spacecraft, and drones. So what, so what we're doing, what got weird is the more I would bring it up, Rienzo would say, we don't make torpedoes anymore, which is absolutely absurd because I've got, we're, we're going to dump all of this uh, the day before or after they released their survey. But I have over 400 pages of, of um, use in torpedoes. It may not be all U.S. use, but you can do a search right now on India. I mean, you got to remember that any time you see any maneuvering of any kind of war, it always starts with reports that the ships are moving in towards whatever the hot spot is. Right now, the ships are moving towards Israel, or they may be near the tra Straits in Taiwan. Where you know that's the easiest way to go because it's sort of uh, it's no one knows who owns a lot of those waters. It's a, it's sort of you know, you're not putting boots on the ground. It's probably the least invasive way to to kind of get near a hot spot. So to say that there's no such thing as torpedoes, that's the kind of gaslighting I'm talking about. And um, it continues. Yeah, oh, yeah. The more you say, I think, now here's what I predict will happen. They'll come out this year because now they're saying things like, oh, we also wrote criticisms like, why wouldn't you, if you look at the critical minerals list, it has every single mineral on there but silver. And, you know, we've all been studied precious metals. We know it's used in solar panels, in hydrogen fuel cell catalysts, in battery storages for uh, all the 
net, you know, transition to net zero. So why would you come out and just say, we know that it, there is no criti- more critical of a mineral. In fact, if you look at rare earth minerals, those are sort of mislabeled. There's really nothing more rare in the earth than, well, really platinum is number one and probably gold too. Um, and silver is quite up there too, especially if you give in all the supply deficits we're looking yeah. at. So, so my problem with them, here's my beef, is if I owned Hershey's, I would come out and admit that I want low sugar and cocoa prices. That's my job as a, as a, as a factory owner. But they won't admit that their client, and, and there is no Silver Institute. This is where it gets really weird. There's, they're run by uh, Klein and Sachs Group, which is an old lobbying firm with a very, very, you know, I'm not going to bash on Klein and Sachs Group. But I can just tell you, if you want to know who runs governments of the world, it's not President Joe Biden. It's the lobbyists. Um, so these guys are very skilled at the game of disinformation. Um, in the playbook of Edward Bernays, who was a lobbyist for uh, United Fruit Company, and when he launched, you know, really helped the CIA set up favorable export markets for U.S. investors, he would come in with these institutes and councils, and he would say, our good neighbor policy with Guatemala, which means I'm about to wipe you out, basically, but you call it a good neighbor policy. So the Silver Institute, you could say, Silver's good neighbor, the Silver Institute. Yet in 30 years, they've never once bashed on the Federal Reserve. And when I was with Jerry and Jeremy, you know, for a few months, we were doing, that's all we talked about. Name a precious metals group that doesn't bash on the Department of Treasury and Federal Reserve. Then we find out that Paul Bateman was, was a deputy treasurer in the Department of Treasury. So they're double agents, and they all meet at this economic club in New York, which makes the World Economic Forum look like kitty land, honestly. The current president of the economic club of New York is a guy named John Williams, who's the Fed chair of the Federal Reserve. You know, so they're double agents, they're imposters, and they have been watching this manipulation, using derivative trading to smash down the prices of silver for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the people, the people that had the contract before Metals Focus was none other than Jeff Christian of CPM Group, who I met at that um, dinner. See, all of you these know, revelations, he, John, these revelations, probably the largest revelation since my tenure began over 10 years ago, which was your team's research there at Silver Academy that really highlights this 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 huge industry that we're overlook, look, you know, overlooking being military and aerospace. And you know you're touching upon why why this is. We're talking about the military industrial complex, and these were the same people that were at work in the 1969 ruling that reversed Gresham's law that took the metal out of currency. We we're talking about that last week, trying to keep the metal in for themselves, and really it's pointing to that uh, to that military industrial comp- complex. And now, would you say that this is the mission of the Silver Academy right now? And, and how can this important information, and this is why we exist here at The Real Money Show, is to empower people with information to be ready and prepared for sudden changes or for long-term prospects and projects. But what right now, would this be your main focus on the connection between silver and military and, and, and then uncovering the, the interconnectedness of the people that are behind the Silver, the silver Institute? Yeah, I would say that 
we have three prongs of research. One would be this is taken front and center because I had no, I didn't want this disruption in my life. I was happy just thinking of a villain like the U.S. dollar. Right. I never thought a precious metals advocacy group would be sort of a double agent. I did not expect that. Um, so since that's the case, since we have a rat amongst us, and since by nature stackers tend to be contrarian because we're fighting whatever the legacy since the Federal Reserve showed up has been, it's been such a profound negative impact on all our lives through the insidious inflation tax and all these. You know, got to remember, once you untethered the dollar to gold, it freed these politicians to go on over 251 wars since 1991, according to Ben Norton. And he's citing the congressional research. They have their own research, <laughs> so it's their own record. So if we want that nonsense to stop, we have to put an end to this sort of um, fiat money experiment. So that would be my overarching goal. So right now, this would be just a subset under that is we got to remove this rat, almost like if we were in a syndicate together. Let's say I hate this analogy, but if we were in the mob and we knew there was a rat amongst us, we'd have to rid the, the rid ourselves of this rat yeah. now. I want to make sure that that doesn't come across like the metaphors about the mob. I'm not saying that anyone should take any, you know, I'm not inciting violence. In fact, it's on the contrary. I think because I'm coming out and, and speaking so truthfully that in a way, um, when you start talking about their dark ties to the Federal Reserve and Klein and Sachs um, was actually one of their clients was the CIA, you know, there's some worry there, but I can't live a life where I'm just always looking over my shoulder. And I think that I'm, so I'm really thankful to be on your show today because the more people that hear this message, the more safety we all have to be able to tell the truth. I have, I'm not getting paid. I, this isn't, they're, they're, people don't want to go near me right now because these people have been lauded as some, and that's something, another thing that really didn't make sense to me. It's like no one ever asked them for this survey. <laughs> and it's an odd thing to do, right? I mean, if you're, it's almost like if you have an agenda, one of the best things to do, maybe, maybe we've seen this before, like with food and drug associations or World Health Organizations or many councils out there, then maybe that their agenda isn't what their initial say it is. Do you, can you give me examples of that? I know we're just winging it on this station right now, but I would say that the World Health Organization isn't involved in your health. That would be a guess. We're going to take a quick break from the interview, and we'll be back with more. In the meantime, if you're looking to acquire some physical precious metals, whether it's direct, whether you want to hold it in a safe to have it secure and insured and ease of liquidity, you give us a call, or you can even put it into an RSP, hold it in a vault facility outside the banking system, fully allocated, fully seg segregated. This will insulate you from any financial catastrophe. This is what's going to shelter you from the coming storm. Now is the best time to get involved. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. 
Holding physical precious metals, whether you're holding it directly or putting it into a registered account, is amazingly simple. You just give us a call. We'll walk you through the whole process. At the end of the day, this is a no-nonsense asset. It's physical. It is real money. It's been a store value for thousands of years. Again, the number, 18778-SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Let's get back to that interview. It's usually the case that we have, uh, you know, a lot of things have opened our eyes over the last one, you know, two to three years wholeheartedly. You know, this has definitely turned, um, you know, caused a lot of people to second guess where we're getting information. And we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing this vital information for people who are holding metals, people who are holding silver and are not selling. They're, they see the, the effects of what the silver squeeze has done to these institutions that continue to try to keep the prices down. You know, the military wants to keep prices down, like Hershey wants to keep the price of cocoa down. But we're seeing this mob effect. And I think the new mob that we have um, sort of un- unraveled and unleashed is the is the BRIC nations, where we're seeing prices in Shanghai, at, you know, for silver. We're at trading around 23 today. Silver prices around $26, about 13% higher. We're seeing a, a, a change, or we're seeing what we're embarking upon is a new price discovery happening, ultimately. That's going to unleash the silver. That's going to unleash the gold, because people are reporting what we, what we talked about years ago. Silver is the Achilles heel of this financial mess and this financial industry. But uh, do you believe that we'll be seeing this new price discovery for uh, happening soon for silver and gold? Yeah, I think what you said was a great soundbite. And what let's just say that this is a, one of the failures of the West, is they think that if you're not in New York or Boston or D.C., that you're stupid. So you got to remember that Sergei Glasiev was the first person that was sanctioned by the United States um, who basically taught, interfered with Ukrainians election in 2014. And he wasn't an oligarch. He wasn't a military official or a general um, or even a member of Putin's cabinet of any kind. He was an economist. And he devised the gram of gold for, you know, to be traded for oil. And it was a way to bypass the U.S. dollar in international trade because different countries don't trade, you know, trust each other's currency. So it's the perfect architecture of how to get away from the U.S. dollars. They know we've been smashing down silver. So to have there on the Shanghai a higher price creates the arbitrage. Now we're seeing silver and gold flow to the east. I follow a guy named King Kong on Twitter and and, and the Oriental Ghost. And they're showing the charts there just like we show ours here. You know, and you start getting at a 10% difference now people are talking. Then you go 15%. Pretty soon, the LBMA and the COMEX become pretty much the laughing joke that they are. And today, news was that, you know, I think someone in our laughable Congress was pressing Powell on um, talking about gold. He won't even talk about it. Mum's That's the right. word. And here you got the Silver Institute again. You know, I just got this shitty little blog. Um but I've got a decent amount of readers. But, you know, we do two publishers posts a day, and at least seven of them a week are pretty pretty mean-spirited against the U.S. dollar, Department of Treasury, military, and the Federal Reserve. Yeah. And I looked through their history, and they published every other month 
Like, you can't think of any news. I do two a day, and it's me. <laughs> and that's why we so follow your work, every John. Every other month, I know churches in towns that have, you know, 400 people that still publish a weekly newsletter. How could you only publish every other month? They have no news. They don't that's like right. silver. They've never done one campaign on silver. I know nail salons to do campaign. <laughs> that's why, That's why. honestly, John, we're very short on time, but we love the work and we, we appreciate the two, three articles that, that come out on the Silver Academy. The Silver Academy is a must follow for all of our clients, listeners that follow The Real Money Show. You want to take the time and look into this research because it's, it's new and it's active and it's happening right now. And, and John, we have to have you back on the show really soon to keep, keep us up to date, us Canadians up to date with what's going on geopolitically and with regards to silver. How can we follow your work, John? Um, either at the pickaxe.substack.com or the silverindustry.substack.com. Great. We're going to have those posted on the YouTube page for all of our listeners to follow. Once again, John, we have to have you back on the show. Thank you for joining us today on The Real Money Show. We appreciate your time. Okay, text me in a week. I'll be there. Okay, right. sounds good. Thank you. Thanks again. Take care. Adios. Bye, Jerry. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Bye John. Friend. Later. Jerry, that was fantastic. I'm, oh. pu I'm pumped. I am too. I can't wait to talk to him again. Um, honestly, his research is fantastic. Um, and you know what? It, it does make us feel like we're more in the driver's seat with holding physical precious metals. And um, I hope our clients got a lot out of it as well in terms of just understanding that it's so critical that the major source of the of the um, official kind of take on precious metals is maybe not so official anymore, right? And it's up to us, you know, shows like ours, shows like that are out there, whether it's Lynette Zhang or Arcadia Economics or all of these people bringing information to the public about the silver market, that it's so important that we continue to do what we're doing so that people understand that this is an integral product that is a lot that there's a lot less available than you really think and i think that the takeaway from this interview for myself is that there's a lot less out there than you really think and the rubber's about to hit the road that this cannot go on forever especially when the price of silver is trading very close to the cost of production so what a great time to get involved in the metals if you've never um, had any exposure to the precious metals, now is the time to get involved because you want that asymmetric trade. You want to look for something that's undervalued, that has the propensity to move sky high. And when we look at the values of the metals, we know that they are incredibly undervalued, which means that there is so much potential to improve your outlook for the future, to, prove, to improve your purchasing power. And that's why we like real money, store of value. Gold's up over 430% against the Canadian dollar in the last 20 years. It's up over 50% in the last five years. Silver's also up more than 50% in the last five years. But guess what? It's so super cheap compared to the debts. It's so super cheap compared to the dollar. It is the time to get involved. And so to do that, you give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll chat about the markets, and we've got some more news, so so much more to stay to come. Stay with us. It's The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, um, 
Before we talk about the interview, which was amazing, let's talk about the, the Federal Reserve and what Powell said when he was being questioned about physical gold. Yeah, it's going to be a very heavy week looking forward next week, March 6th. Obviously, the Bank of Canada statement and Powell begins his two-day testimony towards the Senate Banking Committee. But um, we've noticed, we did report that there were a few questions to the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell weeks ago. And now we find out that the Federal Reserve Chairman, he's mum on foreign relations, the evacuation of gold from the U.S., what does the Federal Reserve know about international gold flows that it doesn't want the American people, the citizenry, to know? Well, a lot. A lot of concerned um, countries signal plans to remove their gold since the U.S. weaponized the financial system when there was a block on moving Russian and the Russian sanctions. A lot of other countries uh, saw this, and according to a 2023 Invesco survey, a substantial percentage of central banks expressed concern about how the U.S. and its allies froze nearly of nearly half of Russia's $650 billion gold and forex reserves. One anonymous central banker told Invesco that his country quietly repatriated the gold from London and New York, and some 68% of the banks surveyed they prefer keeping their gold reserves within their country's borders. So amongst all of this, Fed Powell, he was questioned by, in December, uh, Representative Alex Mooney, who actually penned the gold, the gold Standard Restoration Act. And he asked Powell a series of simple and direct questions, of course, including whether the Federal Reserve has, has, has any recent um, gold expatriated or repatriated to other four nations and how much gold the central bank is now holding. What's the change? How much was the change from 20, 2022 to now? Powell responded to Mooney in a letter dated last Friday, giving evasive non-answers to all the congressman's inquiries. And Powell said that the Federal Reserve does not own gold, but it holds as a custodian for other entities, a fact that the congressmen presumably already know. Powell also said that the Fed serves as a custodian for a small portion of the U.S. government's gold, telling Mooney that any questions you may have about such gold are best directed to the Treasury Department. And now, obviously, this is going back and forth now with Rep. Mooney, but Mooney has been a champion to not only highlight the move of states repatriating gold and, and, and Remonetizing gold, Idaho now being reported as do. There's a lot of lot of moves towards the gold community, and now citizens are no longer in the dark. They are seeing what the Fed is doing. They're covering up information. In this world of misinformation and true disinformation, and all these things trying to sidetrack us and distract us from where we should go, gold and silver. You know, the the jig is up. I think the Federal Reserve Powell they're definitely cornered this week with that. Uh, the, the, the bank term funding program ending next week, a lot is on their plate, but all roads lead to gold and silver. Well, they end one program, but they started a new program, Yeah. right? Yeah, the twist. They started another one. So it, it, it's uh, same program, different names. And we have to remember right? why this Ultimately, program... they're just providing more liquidity, which means they haven't stopped doing anything. And that was all. This liquidity program was for Silicon Valley Bank that needed the funds that the FDIC had to come to the rescue. And in pre-market trading just today, we had the New York Community Bank Corp plunging more than 30%. Another bank, Republic First, another bank, um, a $35 million cash injection deal has just collapsed. So we have two more banks going into this weekend. 
all looking forward to this date of March 11th when the, the bank term funding program ends. So we'll have to see how the Federal Reserve squiggles their way out of this one. They, they've always got some moves. It'll be just interesting to see how they play out. But talking about this this questioning of Powell and his and his written statement back, I think that there is some reading between the lines here, Jerry, that one, if they're saying that they don't really own any gold, I think that that's a bit of an admission. I know that they talked about that uh, during Trump's uh, administration that they'd pulled the, the, the Federal Reserve back into the Treasury. I think it was maybe not all of it, but portions of it. We don't really know the, the details of it, but there's an admission there that the gold is no longer with the Federal Reserve, mm. right? If you think of like Goldfinger in the movie and that, that it's, it's the Federal Reserve's gold, it's no, 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 go ask the Treasury. That's right. It's the Treasury's gold we hold. Right. Mm, that's a good one. So I thought that that was sort of a slight admission there. And I think as well, admitting that you don't have any gold further, further highlights that the Federal Reserve's only game is to print money. Mm-hmm. Whereas all these central banks every week, all our listeners know every week we talk about all the central banks buying gold. Well, this central bank doesn't seem to have a need for it. Mm. Right. Well, here's the thing. They need you to not own these type of assets. And even Greenspan admitted that. The only thing that can stop inflation, that can stop you being hurt by inflation is gold. And they want you to believe that 2% inflation, losing 20% of your purchasing power every 10 years, is a good thing. They need you in paper. They can't steal your money. They can't steal it with inflation. They can't steal it with taxation. They can't take your money if it's in something else solid. Mm -hmm. They need you to stay into into these fiat currencies. They need it available. That's the only way to steal it. So gold and silver protects against that. And that's why all of these countries are doing it. And that's why they don't want to talk about it. That's why they'll try to suppress it. That's why they'll try to keep the price down because no one wants to buy on the dip. Right? No one wants to buy when it's low. Everyone wants to buy when it's high. Trust me. Everyone wants to buy when it's high. Seeing is believing. So when silver's $50 an ounce, wait till you see the amount of people that want to buy in. And I can only imagine what the premiums are going to be if it's available at all at those prices. So better to be a month early than a day late in this market. We're seeing some nice tick, ticks up in the market today. Can't wait to do it next week, see what's going to happen. Jerry, thank you so much. Uh, Great interview with John Forrest Little. You can catch that on YouTube if you've missed it. We'll also post the show to Rumble. The number, 18778SILVER. The website, guildhallwealth.com. Get your physical gold and silver. Make sure if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That is the test. This has been The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.